0: dot com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PitcherList and get your first deposit doubled, up to one hundred dollars. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. your morning pitching podcast from pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 24th, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. I know it's really early that you're hearing this because I'm flying off to California at, I think it's an 8.30 a.m. flight that I have uh, Thursday morning, and I'm going to be recording this Plus Pitch Podcast in addition to the streaming articles uh, earlier than usual because I'm going to be doing them all the night before now um, in California until about uh, September 3rd, September 4th. I hope to see a lot of you in LA, and hopefully maybe some of you in in San Francisco on Friday. Um, But let's talk about tonight's game. So Andrew Abbott went four innings, 300 runs, five hits, four walks, and five Ks. And I'm just going to tell you, don't freak out. I know he allowed ten hundred runs in two games, and it was two starts of 200 runs each, and... Yeah, he's not the 1.9 ERA guy and .96 whip that we saw before, but Andrew Abbott is still good and solid, and we're going to hold on to him through the end of the year in mo- all likelihood. Um, Charlie Morton did amazing things against the Mets, and it's kind of shocking to see his ERA underneath 3.5, even though he has has a whip of 1.39 after this. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Um, but yeah, we just keep going with it. I guess just the whip is the only problem, and we just deal with it. Luis Severino... Did well against the Nationals. No, this isn't the time to get on the Luis Severino train. Sorry, there's just like nothing to chase here. Um, With the Arsenal, every pitcher has the opportunity of balls in play. Finding gloves, it happened here. Whatever, we move on. Cole Reagans. Now, Cole with his ray guns going pew, pew, pew. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do moving forward. I don't know. It it rings with me. Uh, Yeah, this is amazing. Um, And if you're not in on the Cole Reagans train or just, I'm sorry... Uh, you had all the opportunity. Um, watch, he's going to be terrible now, and I get it. I mean, look, I don't want to uh, focus too much on this. I'm I'm just obviously obsessed with him because it's insane what he does. It's really crazy. It's different than like when Andrew Abbott was having success because it's the same thing each time. It's four seamers that are dominating. He loves going glove side inside to right-handers with it and upstairs with it. It topped out at 101 in this. It sat 98, not 96 even. Not 94 that we saw in that one start before the Red Sox game, 98 it sat. Oh, man. Changeup was incredible. Missed a ton of bats. Cutter was really good. Slider was really good. We didn't really see the curveball, which was kind of interesting. Um, this was just not demolition. 11 strikeouts, if you don't know, the line against the Athletics. Six innings, zero runs, two hits, zero walks, and 11 case. And even what's funny to me those two hits, first batter of the game. It was a changeup that you shouldn't have thrown. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh, not this again. And then later on, it was a grounder to Bobby Witt that he rushed the throw and it was bad and they called it a hit and it was an error to me. And that's it for Cole Reagans. Um, good old Ray Guns. Uh Amazing. And now he gets the Pirates and the White Sox. And it's just... Watch it. If you haven't watched them, just watch it. He There's so many fun stats that this. He threw 33 four-seamers. Not one of them was put into play. ha. <laughs> Over a 60% strike rate. It wasn't like he just threw balls and everything. That's just insane to me. 45% CSW on that pitch. Okay. Seth Lugo against the Marlins got the win. He's a good old Toby, and I do not... I'm not going to underrate the value of Lugo this year. It's just been great. Six innings of 0 in runs, and it's wonderful. Team Kramer against the Jays came through. The cutter was down, but also the four-seamer did good things, and he got some strikes of the curve and uh, the sinker as well, and yeah, this was great. Good job, Kramer, against the Blue Jays. Um, White Sox and Angels are next. I think we're going to obviously roll with that. Michael Kobek was doing well against the Mariners, surprisingly. Um, four walks though, but uh, he was removed after the fourth because he had cramps. I mean, it was so hot in Chicago. Um, he also sat 94. Maybe he had to do something with that. Actually, John, I think the heat stretches your limbs out more, which actually helps. Um, you should be throwing harder. I mean, think of the opposite in cold, right? So, I. Uh, yeah, um, Kopech, you don't want him anyway, 94. Nope. Um, Shohei Otani left after four outs, 1.1 innings because of his finger, apparently. I don't know what the Angels are going to do here. On one side of it, it's like, you should just not let Otani pitch anymore. Just preserve the man. On the other, the Angels are not going to have him after this season. So it's free agency time. And that generally means that Otani would be throwing again in September. I don't know. If you have Shohei Otani, the pitcher, you might not see a lot of him and I hope he's okay. Adrian Martinez uh, pitched for Oakland uh, as kind of one of the two openers for Kyle Muller. It was kind of interesting. If you remember before, I've had some infatuation on Martinez a little bit just because of that changeup, but yeah, it's not like Cole Reagan's. You got to understand Cole Reagan's four to five pitches that are legit, and it's just insane. Sorry, I'm dumb. Uh, Kyle Muller uh, 66 pitches, um, and it is a little bit harder than we've seen before, but the command is terrible, so no. Clayton Kershaw against uh, Lion-, Lion Richardson, oh, I apologize on him, uh, and Xavier Curry uh, was suspended. So you'll see the conclusion of that game tomorrow. You might not see the stats of this game until then. Xavier Curry got saved because he's going against the Dodgers, and it was two innings of terrible three runs and five hits and whatever because it's Xavier Curry, who's just not that good for your fantasy teams, um, and had to deal with the Dodgers, while Clayton Kershaw looked like Tatiaga with two, two innings of four strikeouts and zero walks. He let a home run because life is dumb. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you probably won't see that tomorrow. I do wonder if you will see Kershaw sooner than usual because of this, um, as he only threw 33 pitches. We might see something over the weekend. We'll see. Maybe they treat it like a bullpen. I hope so. Uh, Kevin Gosman against the Orioles, six innings, two and in runs, five fits, one walk, and eight strikeouts. That's lovely. Ace is going to ace. Uh, he's back up to 96 miles per hour again. He does this. He goes back and forth and stuff. Just don't worry about it. Just start Gosman and don't think about things. Hey, Alex Cobb got a splitter back and that's cool. 9 over 47 whiffs and with a lot of outs in play and he survived against the Phillies. 5 innings of two and runs 5 hits, 0 walks and 4 Ks. He gets the Pirates next and maybe that's a decent one to hedge so at least i will put him in questionable start now because I've just been waiting for the splitter to return. That, th- that said, he had one other start where the splitter did return before and then it disappeared again. So we're not out of the woods here. Zach Thompson was honestly kind of meh against the Pirates. got the win five innings, two and in runs, and you streamed him. Great. Congratulations. I don't really think he did that well. I think it was just okay, and the cutter was good, but the didn't got results that maybe he shouldn't have. I don't know. I don't really love it. He does get the Padres next uh, because of Matthew Libertor's Ielston removing the six-man to five-man, and maybe it's Jerome instead, and that would be kind of cool if that's the case um, because you get a little bit of an easier start for Zach Thompson, but I mean, let's say it's the Padres, that's not what you want, and then he would get Atlanta after that anyway, so, yeah, you don't really want to do Zach Thompson at the moment. Uh, Mackenzie Gore against the Yankees survived, I guess, but I mean, it was unearned runs, so he allowed a lot of runs here, but two earned in four innings and four Ks and 80 pitches, and um, yeah, no, no, the Yankees are not a good team to, sorry, the Yankees are a good team to stream against, but yeah, Mackenzie Gore just it was too wild and all over the place. And no. Austin Gomber. I got I to gotta give him props here because it was six innings, three runs, seven hits, two walks for a po- very poor quality start against the Rays. And he did so while being two ticks down on his velocity. You get props for surviving when you clearly were bad. I hope he's all right. It um, could come back up. We've seen two is like the borderline of like, is he hurt or not? Once you get to three, it's like, no. Uh, two is like, okay, we've seen that happen before. And he comes back up. Uh, George Kirby, with a careful Icarus against the White Sox, he's allowed uh two of his earned runs in the sixth inning. Couldn't get out of it, and but the slider, man, oh! That slider was so good. He had nine strikeouts, zero walks in this. Nine over 40 whiffs in the slider. And fantastic approach and execution going down in glove side with it and out of the zone with it, too. And if that is just consistent, and he still has the old forcing, I mean, this was actually a little bit worse of a forcing, it was kind of weird. Just a little bit worse. Um then George Kirby is insane. Like, he is legitimately, like, a top-ten pitcher. I'm not even joking if that happens. It's kind of wild. Um, Aaron Savali against the Rockies. Um, now, here's the thing. It was Rocky Road, five innings, 300 runs, four hits, right? Mm. Zero walks, nine strikeouts, 44% CSW, 80 pitches thrown. And why does this matter to me? Because this was my biggest concern about Savali going to the Rays. It wasn't that they changed his pitch mix, pitch mix but they, which they did originally, and then they reverted back. This was good, only, like, Uh, 25% fastballs, which is great, but 80 pitches, he got, he came out for the sixth, allowed, hit a batter and allowed a single, and they pulled him. No, no, let the dude had a 44% CSW, literally a 40% plus CSW on his four most thrown pitches. How can you do that? And guess what? Both those runs came around to score anyway. I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, Lion Richardson, as I mentioned before, and got the wrong team. Uh, 4.1 innings, 300 runs, 4 hits, 3 walks, 3 Ks. We don't care about this. I mean, there was, there was a good sinker arm side, and the 4 seamer was generally up, and the change was generally down, and actually it was pretty well down, but it was only a couple of them. And the curve was over the play a bit, and like, okay, I can see how this could come together, but we're not there at all right now. Uh, maybe at some point, we'll see um kenta maeda against the brewers five innings 300 runs four hits two walks and six strikeouts um honestly this is like one run away from you being really happy with this. and uh and you like another inning there's your quality start with one whip or something you know um the slider wasn't very good the splitter was better 60 percent strike rate we're fine with that slider wasn't that good and that's two starts in a row with maeda not having a slider so that's kind of weird Uh so we'll look into that one um we're going to talk about everybody else for, uh, for yesterday's games, today's games, and of course tomorrow's after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Must be 18-year-older, 19-year-older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Reed Detmers went against the Reds and just was not good. Uh, 93 on the fastball, not in the 95 and 17 percent CS%. In the slider, terrible command. Yeah, this was you know the other one was an anomaly. That's what I was kind of saying against the Rangers. I didn't really feel like it was good redempers again. And what do you now against the Reds here? He just didn't do it. So yeah, uh, we avoid we avoid. Uh, Sandy Alcantara did not come through against the Padres. 6.2 innings of four runs, seven hits, three walks, and three Ks. Blah. Oh man, I really wanted to give him the Aces is going ace label, but I can't after this. And I really hope he steps up. Um, next time out. Not a single hit on 25 changeups though. That's pretty cool. I'll take that all day. Uh Tarek Scuble against the Cubs, six innings, four in runs, six hits, one walk and seven strikeouts. Again, just like one earned runoff from a productive outing here. He also took a liner to his thigh, I think has was 105 miles per hour. So and he stayed in the game. Uh the four-seamer command was terrible though. Like one whiff on his four-seamer. Why? Because he just didn't get it up at all. It was just all in the middle of the plate. You gotta get the four-seamer elevated. Tarek knows this. Um, it wasn't a good day for him in that regard, and still 34% CSW. I mean, second years are coming through. Still had seven strikeouts. Still had a good whip. I know you're not upset. You're not happy with the four-hand runs. I get it, but realize that that's just one of the four stats you're looking for here. You didn't get a win, but you got strikeouts, and you got a good whip. Be happy with that. Um, when guys are not at their best, like Ty- uh, like Tarek Skubel was, to get that is really, really good. Jameson Tyone uh, didn't really come through against the Tigers. He was close. So it was 5.2 innings of four-hand runs, four hits, one walk, six case Almost squeezed out enough against the Tigers. And he still gets the Brewers up next, and it could be just good enough, right? Michael Lorenzen, 5.2 innings of and runs, 8 hits, 3 walks, 4Ks. Okay, that's two straight bad outings against the Nationals and the Giants. Generally, Lorenzen, to me, was a Toby who you start against bad opponents. Now, all right, there you go. There's two starts, and this is kind of what I was waiting for. I think the Vargas rule is ending for Michael Lorenzen. If you want to go one more against the Angels, that's okay. Trout is back in that lineup but okay, um, but honestly, he gets the Padres after that. I don't want to do it. I feel like now's kind of the time to go go out on and He he served you guys so well, okay? Chris Sale against the Astros. Five innings, four and runs, six hits, one walk, block, but nine Ks and 19 whiffs for a Gallows pole. And what's kind of interesting here is, remember last time he was at 91 and change on his fastball velocity? It still wasn't good. It was 93.6. However, he ramped up to 95-96 by the end, which, which to me is important and showcases that he is still healthy here, right? 39% CSW overall, he got squeezed uh, you know, honestly I think he did a great job, he avoided the middle of the play this was just kind of Houston the four and runs like this was good Chris Sale his slider was insane, 10 over 44 whiffs and it was just completely making a donut around uh, around the center of the play, it was great Jose Urquidy was terrible, Absol- absolutely terrible, 4.2 innings, four and runs eight hits, three walks and one strikeout uh, yeah, he just could not Command is is uh, Secondaries at all um, 21% CSW on his Forcing they had to throw 60% of the time that's just Not it I like to think that he's Going to do much better in his second go against the Red Sox By the way I just Got an update as I'm recording this a night here um, That Shoei Otani Had an MRI that showed A partially torn UCL And actually revealed a Torn UCL not even partially torn Oh gosh Come on that's just so bad for baseball. It's just so, so bad. And I was so looking forward to this amazing contract he was going to get. Oh, man. They said it was a finger thing. <sighs> he's not going to pitch again this season. So you can drop Otani if he's just a pitcher. Okay. Yeah. Um just that's just for me to update on the other part before from Otani. Sorry, I'm not gonna go and edit it right now. It's so late, I have to go to bed. Okay. Uh I have to wake up at like 530 in the morning. All right. Uh Jose Quintana against Atlanta. Five point one innings, five and run runs, nine hits, three walks and five strikeouts. It's against Atlanta. We know this. And guess what? He gets, away. He gets Texas next, and we don't want that one either. But we'll come back in after. Okay. He'll get a, he gets better matchups after Texas, and that's okay. He's probably not gonna be picked up, so it's all good. Luis Ortiz against the Cardinals, three point one innings, five and run runs, seven hits, five walks, and five strikeouts. Yeah, he's not the guy you want from last year that had any sort of intrigue, and so no. And Corbin Burns, come on, six innings, 600 runs, eight hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. Uh, it's really annoying to see a stud start and then have this dud start, and he's better than this. Like, he didn't pitch to the equivalent of a terrible starter here. Like, he got unlucky a little bit and all that kind of stuff, yes. So you keep starting him, of course. It's just, I feel your frustration, guys. I'm looking forward to today's and tomorrow's starting pitchers. Uh, Today, we just have Pablo Lopez left in the top tier because Tyler Glass now is not going tomorrow after all. Uh, Or actually today, I should say, because I'm recording late at night. Um, And, uh, yeah, so it's just Pablo Lopez against the Rangers, which is very weird. I might even, like, argue that you only have probable starts instead of an auto one, but... He's an ace now, and aces you start regardless. So against Texas, you're doing it. Uh Probable Sartier, you have Justin Steele, Justin Steele, Merrill Kelly, JB France, and Jose Barrios. Questionable we'll Sartier is uh somewhat big. Um, you have Brandon Williamson, Andrew Heaney, Gavin Williams, Brian Bayo. I went over these yesterday with the uh the Plus Witch podcast. But in short, there are a lot of interesting things here. Like Williamson and is really, I think, the stream to kind of go for here. Andrew Heaney's a cherry bomb against the Twins. Gavin Williams gets the Dodgers. Brian Bayo gets the Astros. So very risky stuff there. Kyle Gibson is now here, though. Um, I put him underneath Brian Bayo against Toronto. He's a cherry bomb as well. Um, You have Ryan Papillo going for the Dodgers against Cleveland. Jesse Schultons against Oakland. Ken Waldechuk against the White Sox. Patrick Corbin against the Yankees. Those are very deep streaming options. All of them can actually work. Corbin looked really good last time. And Johnny Brito... Is what I'm expecting the Yankees to do because they announced that Michael King is starting tomorrow, which generally would mean that Burrito goes after, which means that Cole is being saved for the Rays instead of the Nationals on Friday. Um, the do not start here. You have Peter Lambert, Andrew Jackson, and Erasmo Ramirez. Obviously, all do not starts. Okay, so tomorrow, uh, so I should say tomorrow. That is Friday. Spencer Strider, Garrett Cole. Brandon Woodruff, Zach Eflin, Yu Darvish, Bryce Miller are all very clear auto starts. I also put Lance Lynn, Kodai Singh, and Chris Bassett here because honestly, we're at the point that we're starting all of those guys and they're not scary matchups that they have. You're going to do all three of those. You have in the probable start tier Dylan Cease, Framber Valdez, Kyle Hendricks, um, Brady Singer, who well, I think are all very good here. I mean, Dylan Cease gets Oakland, Framber Valdez gets Detroit. Uh, both of those guys have been very wishy washy, especially Framber Valdez has been really bad for a bit. It's the the Tigers. you got to believe that he's going to be better there. Uh, Kyle Hendricks against Pittsburgh is very clear. Um, You have Brady Singer uh, against the Mariners because he's got a great slider right now. Christopher Sanchez is our streamer against the Cardinals. He's been solid, and you go for that. Then he gets really interesting. You have Logan Webb and Sonny Gray. Webb (laughs) Webb gets Atlanta, and Sonny Gray gets Texas. Not fun, very dangerous, and I understand you want to put them in questionable. I think if you have them, you're still going to probably start them. The bottom four of this um, are easier starts, uh, for the most part. I mean, three of them are. and Garrett, Cole Irvin, and Dane Dunning. They all get nice matchups. I think you're going to do it. Dane Dunning, you're hoping for the slider to come back. And Tanner Bybee's at the bottom. I think he's worse than Gray and Webb. He gets the Jays. It's a weird thing of, I don't know how much we should be ranking the Jays, and Tanner Bybee isn't that good. But I think if you have Tanner Bybee, you're going to start him, and I get it. I'm still a little bit worried about the second half, though, or not the second half, the last month of the season for Tanner Bybee. Questionable we'll start to is JP Sears, um, Mitch Keller, Tyler Anderson, and Brandon Font. None of them have terrifying matchups. You could say Mitch Keller against the Cubs. All of them possess some sort of upside, like Sears has strikeout upside. Mitch Keller just had a double digit strikeout game, uh, while Tyler Anderson. Has a really nice changeup and could do fine against the Mets. And Brandon Fodd has made it work just being two pitch really with four seamers and sweepers. So he's in here. I don't really buy that. Uh, but here he is. I understand that's worthwhile um, in many cases for you guys. Uh, do not start here is Miles Michaelis. I just don't want to do it. I don't think he's that good. And gets the Phillies. Cutter Crawford gets the Dodgers. I just can't do that. to uh, Don against the Marlins. I don't think his stuff is very good. Matt Manning hasn't had his stuff for ages and he gets the Astros. Kyle Freeland maybe makes it work against the Orioles, but no, I don't want to do that. And Brett Kennedy against the Diamondbacks. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for your, uh, I mean, I hope you enjoyed the earlier podcast. I'm putting this out right away after I'm done with this. I'm so sad about Otani. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your bats be low, and your strikeouts high.